Welcome to Community and Crime Prevention. In the studio, I have Richard Solly, a community safety officer with the local council, and Gordon Hughes, senior lecturer in criminology and social policy at the Open University. Richard, if I could start with you, what is a community safety officer? Community safety officer can be many things, but generally they work for local councils, as I do. My particular role is to coordinate the Crime and Community Safety Partnership, which is a partnership consisting of police, council workers, health, probation and other bodies in order to reduce crime. And Gordon, doing lecturing in criminology and social policy, what's the connection of social policy to criminology? From where I come from, one of the key connections is the term community safety. For too long, I think, that social policy and crime prevention have been separated out from each other. And certainly what community safety has offered, I think, is a means of the two talking to each other. You mean they didn't talk before? Two different disciplines? To a large extent, the assumption was that crime prevention was something that people in the criminal justice system dealt with. And that issues around social policies, housing, allocation, educational facilities, healthcare and such like, that they belonged to something else, which we tended to call the welfare state. And the assumption was that crime was the preserve of the criminal justice system. I think community safety has actually, as I say, opened up a dialogue. Richard, was that your spheres. experience, that there, were, there was separation of those two things? Yes, I think so. Yeah. I mean, I've got to say that I'm uh, relatively recent into this particular profession, but yes. OK, well, perhaps we could begin the debate by talking about what crime prevention is and who is involved. And to stimulate the discussion, I'd like to begin with a piece recorded at one of the heats of the 2002 Rock Challenge competition. Today we're in Bridlington, it's um, a sunny April day, um, breezy but sunny, and we're here outside the Bridlington Spa. My name is Karen Hilton, I teach drama at Hornsey School, I'm also head of performing arts there, and I'm here today with a group of students from Hornsey School participating in the Rock Challenge presentation. Now, I think we're ready for the first rehearsal of the day, are we? I'm Zoe Golding and I'm the event manager for the Rock Challenge. Rock Challenge is an anti-drug and crime prevention initiative in the form of a performing arts competition for secondary schools and colleges. We involve schools all over the country, kids ageing from 11 to 18. Each school creates an eight-minute piece of dance drama on their own chosen theme and performs in front of their uh, peers and friends and families. Rock Challenge was founded initially in Australia about 20 years ago now and it came to this country six years ago. Our school's been participating since the early stages of the competition. The underlying theme is that the students involve themselves without participating in any use of alcohol, drugs, solvent abuse or indeed any other form of drug taking. It's not just all about the performance itself. There's a lot of stuff that goes into PSHE about the awareness of drugs, about the awareness of alcohol and cigarettes themselves and the damages that they can cause. And we also reinstate the message throughout the day, telling them with recent drugs quizzes that we do, we reinforce the message on stage. The youth thought is also taken out throughout the performance in the evening. We try and advise people not to smoke and the bars are not open. There's been a production meeting this morning for all the liaison staff and students today are taking part in a a quiz which is about drug awareness and also we have been given literature to disseminate to the students once we go back to school concerning educating them and I understand that there's also a helpline card which can be given to the students if they have any problems at this time. 
It's very effective. You can see that what we're giving the kids is a drug-free high on stage. The adrenaline they get, the excitement they get. The way we wind them up during the day is that you don't need those substances to get a high. It can be free. I'm Amy Rodmel and I'm going to high school. I'm in the Cyclops section doing 70s dancing. I think it's all about being aware of how you can have fun without using drugs and without smoking and using alcohol and stuff like that. And I think it's a really, really good idea. Uh, I'm Paul Barker and I'm doing the set crew today. First of all, I did it for a laugh as a dare from one of my mates. And we all went to the auditions for a joke. And then when I got through, I actually decided that I would like keep going. I smoke, what, maybe 40, 45 a day. And this is a really, really, really big change for me because, I mean, like, I'll come here and I won't smoke all day. It's made a difference because you actually see the alternative to what you can be doing and things like that. And plus, it's, like, given me a career from what, what I want. I didn't know what I wanted to do when I left school and now I've figured out that I want to do this as a career, so I'm all right. And it, just, it does change your life quite a bit. It's like a milestone for everyone. Have a good day and enjoy yourselves. Thank you. Gordon Hughes, it was said in that report that Rock Challenge was very effective. Is there any statistical evidence to support that? Uh, we have to say the jury's out. As with many of these innovative schemes, I think the people who are involved in helping to um, initiate them and run them obviously want to tell a good news story. As a social scientist, we are rather more systematically sceptical about claims to success, for which there's not clear evidential base. Richard Solly, it's been tried in your area. Again, have you any real evidence that it's been successful? No, we haven't got any direct evidence linking attendance at Rock Challenge events with reduction in drug intake. But what I would say is that a lot of young people turn up. As you've got to hear from the um, the tape, a lot really benefit from it. But wouldn't they turn up uh, at the local youth club or the local church or anything like that? They're the sort of people who would turn up to those things. Perhaps those people you most need to attend to are those who wouldn't go. I think you need to attend to both, and I think that you shouldn't confuse what is happening with Rock Challenge with other methods of weaning people from the drugs habit. And what about confusing, as some people might see it, uh, prohibited drugs, like cannabis, with tobacco and alcohol? Some people say it's probably a bad thing if people smoke, not very healthy, but it's hardly a crime, is it? No, in actual fact, I was a little concerned about the capacity for confusion between those in this particular example. I think that... Perhaps a Rock Challenge event would be more effective if it focused on illegal Class A, Class B drugs, and possibly alcohol as well.